The latest series on In the Field with Gould's Water Technology called Small Business Toolbox provides groundwater pros like you with info and resources to help you run your business more effectively. The series includes episodes from National Groundwater Week 2019 and recorded in conjunction with the National Groundwater Association's 2020 Lecture Series, which kicked off with Jeff Williams earlier this year. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome to In the Field with Gould's Water Technology, a podcast series on Solving Water, a Xylem podcast. We're recording live today from the 2019 National Groundwater Association Groundwater Week, and we're going to be speaking with several guests on a variety of topics impacting the residential water industry. My name is Amanda Holloway, and I'm here with my co-host Griffin, and uh, we're joined today by Susan O'Grady with Xylem and Jeff Williams uh, with Spafford and Sons Water Wells. So thanks so much for being here today. I'm gonna just start off with with an easy question, just if you could introduce yourself, tell me a little bit about what you do, what your role is, and some of your many accolades. Um, That'd be great. I don't know how many accolades I have, but uh, I've been in the groundwater industry for just under 40 years. It'll be 40 years in June. Uh, been part of a family business, uh, drilling wells, uh, doing everything from the drilling to hydrofracking to pump installations, and have seen the industry uh, move along on its timelines and seen technologies uh, advance over time. And our resistance to accept change maybe as much as anything, right? We get stuck in a rut and we don't know how to get out of it. I was 2016 president of the National Groundwater Association, uh, current past president. I've uh, been lucky enough to, uh, to win a few awards in my past presidency. Had the ultimate experience of meeting just so many great people that are in our industry here today and learned so much. If you want to you really want to get an education try to teach something right that's that's where you really gain your education and that is I've really been trying to enhance uh, my business skills uh, and my professional abilities all along the way and especially here now after spending 10 years as a as an officer director and, and ultimately president of the National Groundwater Association yeah our listeners can't see right now but you're you're wearing your uh, jacket here that shows that you're past president. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Susan. Oh, yeah. So I've been into, in the industry for 21 years. I think I've known Jeff for about 10 years, possibly, <laughs> anyway. of that. And again, I echo his comments that uh, I think it's the people and the relationships that we meet in this industry. And there's always something new to learn. And we're excited to hear from Jeff today a little bit about how he's continuing to educate the industry and um, help people get better and be more efficient and make more money. So we're gonna talk a little bit more about that today. Sounds good. So if you could just start um, by telling us a little bit about this topic. Looks like we're gonna be um, talking about just your experience with drilling, uh, while drilling and owning a small business and you know, how that's impacted kind of where you're at today. Wow. <clears throat> you know, the, the the old days back when I first started, we bought the business in 1984. We started with four people, all family. Um, you could holler at each other and then sit down and, and uh, have dinner that night, and we're all friends again, right? That's what guys do. You know? um, everybody's back to being friends within, it's like a 12-hour reset button, right? Um 
we grew through the ages uh, from a one rig, one service truck, four person operation, uh, ultimately to a four rig, uh, 23 person operation at our biggest point. And there's a lot of things that we learned the hard way during that journey. One of the things that's probably the most important today is, is how do you size your business and how do you tool that business up for success? And how do you acquire uh, talented and reliable uh, employees and get them to buy into your strategy as well. I mean, we're faced today with more challenges than we've ever had uh, in the in the competitive market uh, for skilled labor, and pricing variable uh, variabilities. When you talk about back through the '80s and '90s, we had very consistent pricing. We had very consistent structures. Right? It was really easy in that period to go out and if you always do what you always did you always get what you always are always got what you always get however that goes um but during that period you didn't have to you really didn't have to think about it much you just had to go out and do you had to go out and do your job you had to go out and work every day you worked hard you were able to buy new trucks you were able to buy uh, new equipment and uh, uh, you really didn't, it, it wasn't a big deal. Today's market is much more complex. The, the markets today, we're always looking for ways to diversify. Uh, we're always looking for ways to be more effective with our labor and more efficient in both of our delivery of the services and, and our construction of the, of the water supplies. I mean, there's just so many more challenges today and the margins are thinner. I mean, everybody just everybody is scratching and digging to survive here today. But the the labor market is probably one of our biggest challenges. I think we're going okay. to be faced with here in the, in the near future, in the short term. And you have sort of a, uh, a specific interest in finance, right? So I do. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that, and then how that's helped? Uh, how what you've been learning about has helped in your role. With your business? So in my my life's journey in this career path that I chose, uh, I got a card in 1980 when I went to work for Spafford & Sons. I got a card that said, it's a good thing you got family in the business. Otherwise, we don't believe you could have got a job. So, <laughs> so they were, and they were friends of mine too. I guess they still are. But, um, the financial piece, as I have grown over the years, I paid a lot of te- a lot of attention to the technology. I paid a lot of attention to the construction methods, new products, efficiencies in the field. Uh, you know, we we talk now about uh, you know single phase and three phase uh, drives on these pumps. Everything's going to VFDs and going to constant pressure systems. I got into the ground source heat pump field. I did a ton of work out there, and I learned to design systems, but I never really focused on the financial aspects of how our business operates and what it really takes to be successful from a financial view for projection of of financials into next year and budgeting, you know, what are variable costs, you know, what are fixed costs what our contribution margin is, what my desired profit margins might be, and how we're gonna get there. And I realized about two years ago that I was at a deficit there. I had focused on so many other things 
that I had left that by the wayside and I had not paid enough attention to it and I had not kept up with it. And that is the piece that is missing from what we were doing. And, and my, my overall knowledge base did not have what I thought I needed in it. So I've spent the last two years going to community college and taking financial classes so I can increase my aptitude in those areas. And then hopefully that will allow me to be able to forecast what we need to generate for income and how I'm going to pay my people the best wages in the area so I get some of the best, best talent. The latest Bell & Gossip podcast series on Solving Water features manufacturers, reps, and xylem experts discussing industry trends at the 2020 AHR Expo. Get all 10 episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. I find that it's a big issue in the industry, this um, kind of not paying attention to the financials and the budgeting and some of the stuff that maybe doesn't feel like the actual work that people got into the business for, but it's just as important. Do you feel like that's a big I, I think it's, a, I really do think it's one of the areas that we don't focus on enough. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's a huge issue, uh, but but I really think that we, we need to focus a little bit more on it than what we have been. And I'm hoping that my time on the road here next year as the, 20, as the McElhaney lecturer for NGWA will help me to educate some of those some people and give them some formulas that they can apply to their businesses very quickly, I think that we we could use that as well. And I don't think that you know in my present in my presentation that I gave uh, yesterday morning, um, you know you have a number of inputs into how you're going to run your business. So you got the market that drives it. You've got um, you've got competitors that drive it. Right. You, these are all inputs. We have our accountant as an input, and then we have our supply chains that are another input. We've got all of these things, and as a business owner, you've got to be able to take all of these and put them into some reasonable uh, framework so that you can understand the numbers when they come back out. You can understand the math. You can look at it, and you can have some sort of a plan going forward of where you're going to take your company. And if we don't, the, the better companies are going to be doing that. The, the ones, that, the companies that you want to be are the ones that are they're taking all of this in and they're making sense of it and they're coming out with a product that the public wants and needs, you know, mm -hmm. protecting our groundwater and supplying them with water in their houses. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned you, you just started community college to learn more about this and enhance, like, the depth of your knowledge in terms of business finance. But that could be kind of intimidating for some folks. You know, how, how do you get started? I mean, is, is, is it... Are there other avenues aside from community college route, or what, what do you recommend? Um, yeah, there, I'm sure that there are other avenues. To, uh, Vermont is, has a really good community college system, and I am fortunate enough to have a very, very good friend in very, very high places <laughs> in the community college system, and he knows he knows that I understand. Uh, you know, business and finance to a, a great degree. So he set me up in, in financial accounting, computerized accounting, payroll accounting. I took that all one semester. And then in the next semester, you have to take those those ground courses, right, the, the entry-level courses, in order to get to managerial and managerial accounting is the one I took. 
but I'm sure that there are several places where you can get that. But like a community college, they're usually pretty good about you know adult education and 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 uh, you know helping to enhance our workforce. What about just for our listeners? If there's a you know one or two things you'd recommend to a small business owner on how to run their operations more efficiently or run their business more efficiently, more effectively. Any like easy wins, little things that people can be doing in their businesses? I think the easiest win is to focus on it, spend a little time at it. Now, you can't spend all day, you know, counting the nuts and bolts in the drawers, but you've got to spend a little bit of time at it so that it's organized. And when I say that, it's your financials and it's how your business runs. And we all get distracted by the day-to-day. I want to go run that shiny big rig. I want to go start up this, you know, 100-horsepower submersible. I want to go do these things, right? And we continue to get pulled away from that. And it becomes, you know, well, I'll get to it when I get to it. We We just need to focus on that a little bit more and make sure we're paying attention to those details at a, at a higher degree. It's probably pretty essential considering, you know, some of these small businesses only have a few people staffing them. So, you know, the other alternative would be to hire somebody to help manage those types of things, but that's not always possible in such a lean operation. So, um, sounds like a really good first step is just to carve out some time. Yeah, carve out a little time. You know, there's always a little time to be made somewhere. And then, you know, your, your accountant, whoever, whoever you rely on uh, when you're making purchases, and we got large, even if you're a small operation, you still may have a, a million dollar purchase. Uh, you know, I get into everything, including inventory turnover times and all of that stuff when we get into cash flow. You don't have to go there to begin with, but to have a good grasp of what's going on within your company is, the, is the, you have to carve out a little time to do that. So do you have any like specific results you can point to once you started to really break this down and, and learn more? Like, What have you noticed changing in your business that has been to your benefit? Well, I think that we're going to generate enough income to be able to, to, to compete with some of the other market segments for the skilled labor. That's my, my first goal, is to get to there. This year was the first year we really set that goal. So we're going to set a goal, and this is what we're going to set for our margins. This is what we're going to set for our, our payroll, we're, and we're going to see where we go through this year. And then next year, we're going to adjust and adapt again uh, with the markets, continuing to find ways to generate that revenue so that we can continue to find those good people and replace our assets. You know, a lot of people forget about asset replacement. And, uh, you know, the depreciation side of things and, you know, are you, is your business growing? Are you making money on your, your investment or are you living off your investment and are you losing money off it, you yeah. know? So um, do you share these goals with your employees as well? So is your entire team aware of kind of what your goal setting is for financial planning within the company? Yeah, yeah, I, I share it with leadership um, it, within the company. Uh, you know, this is where this is where I think we got to go. Uh, it's becoming more and more formal as I gather more intel and and uh, you know continue to educate myself on on the financials and how they impact our day to day operations. I, the financials can't drive the operation, 
but they certainly are, are a big piece of the operation. Are those eye-opening discussions when you're presenting some of your findings? Is it? Is there some surprise faces in the room? They have been. Yeah. Uh, I, I, was, I think they were both very, very well received uh, yesterday when we were talking about how losing a job can possibly save your business. If you're getting all the jobs, you are working too cheap. That's it. Enough said. Um, and as we got into that, the matrix of how you build your cost structures and how you look at your, your revenues and expenses and how you organize them is uh, just, that was the eye-opening part. I got a lot of people who wanted those slides. So uh, in the McElhaney lecture, given what I learned here at Groundwater Week, when I go out on the road, I will have more detailed slides with maybe better matrix for people to, to take home and apply their specific numbers to them to give them kind of a framework and a guideline. You know, we, we can't tell people what, they, what to charge or any of that stuff, but I can give them the tools so that then they can build, they can build it so that they can actually see the results of their efforts right here in pretty short order. Yeah, I, I have here that um, you're planning to take sort of what you've learned and start rolling that, or rolling that out to the industry or expanding that out. Um, and you just kind of touched on it right there, but what is so? What does that look like for you now that you're teaching others about this? Are you like doing the road show, or how are you? How are you rolling this out? It'll be a dog and pony show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, the the McElhaney lecture, the NGWA uh, Foundation, or, or the Groundwater Foundation, and the National Groundwater Association have accepted my application to be the lecturer for 2020. So we've got 20 lectures around the country that are going to cover a lot of these things that we've talked about here today. And that, that's the first step. And, you know, doing it within my company. And then if there are other areas where I can, I can help, where if they think it's appropriate or valuable information, we can put together 20 or 30 minute segments on business that people can watch and access right, you know, right out of, out of a database. So... Uh, yes. I think that that ongoing piece would be pretty important as well. It's a great resource in the industry because I mean, you help some businesses and then you end up helping the industry, you know, in general, just by lifting others up. So, you know, it's, good. it's how, how do you apply? How do you apply it to what we do? Because what we do is fairly unique. There aren't that many people that are water well contractors and pump installers, when you look across the country, we're a fair minority, really, uh, in the industry piece. And how do we apply all that? How, because the technology, we can apply the technology, uh, you know, from drilling hammer technology to roller bit to, to, to drilling fluids. Sure. Uh, to efficiencies in, in, in what Xylem has come out with in the, you know, in the VFD markets uh, and, and how you can use those tools to make yourself better and to, to give a better product to your customers. Um, and, and how does that apply financially? Where do the financials apply mm -hmm. to that? So you know, just, just yeah. being able to be on both sides of the fence and be able to sort of put it all together is my goal, uh, and I want to help as many people as I can because I'd like to see this industry keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're really fortunate that you're sharing your knowledge with Goldswater Technology and our, our listeners. I think, Susan, there's, gonna, there's a plan to maybe expand this 
Yeah, so we'd um, kind of love to take what Jeff is teaching the industry and kind of break it up into some podcasts. Um, so we might be meeting Jeff on the road. Um, <laughs> I'm sure the list of where you're going to be is on the NGWA site that uh, people can find out where 20 stops in the future. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm going to be at, at, I think, 19 state shows and then uh, one online uh, version for the Indian Health Organization. Okay. Uh, but it starts on January 7th in Oklahoma, Sector 7th, Oklahoma Groundwater. It's going to be predominantly at uh, at state shows, uh-huh. uh, well drilling shows, and uh, in the Pacific Northwest, I've got to present there. And then here at Groundwater Week in 2020 will be my my uh, my final presentation. So we were hoping to meet you on the road one of these places and kind of take some of your series and um, break it down for the listeners and hopefully give them some other ways that they can um, learn how to be a better financial planner and um, make some more money for their business and the industries. Great. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here today, Jeff and Susan. Um, Thanks so much and uh, have a great rest of the week. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me here. And uh, I think these are great things that we're doing today. So I appreciate, you know, what you guys do too. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks. The Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe.